And a very good morning to you, Marlins Nation, on a doubleheader Saturday. The Marlins took the brooms out on the Guardians, and boy, it was a fun one. First game, Marlins beat the Guardians 6-1. What did we learn? We learned that matchups are everything. Devin Smelser, who really struggled in his first two outings with the Marlins, came out and really had a nice performance against Cleveland. Only pitched four innings, but gave up one run and, again, gave the Marlins a chance against Shane Bieber 2020 Cy Young Award winner really nice job from Devin Smelser let's go head down and listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the six to one win in game one of this doubleheader against the Guardians what have you been seeing from him his improvement over there in the outfield literally every day he gets better and it's just little by little he trusts the process um, it was really difficult, like we said at the beginning, um, but credit to him. He never complained, never wanted to go back into the infield, um, you know, never said, you know, what if, what if, what if. Um, he was he was adamant that he was going to make this thing work. And, um, you know, especially the last couple of games, you don't see guys get to those balls, um, whether it's the right center field gap or left center field gap, um, just really impressed. And obviously, honestly, a good throw, too. I know probably a base running mistake, but. Um, you know, we capitalized on that and, and got a uh, big out at you know big time. And you mentioned that just the heads up for the defenders in that third inning with the double play. No, realizing that the runner left second and Yuli covering Yuli covering the base just all around the, that play. Yeah, you, we you we do. talk about not you know, watching the play happen, be in your spot. You always have a spot to be in and not get caught watching the paint dry. And um, you know they were they were in the right position at the right time and. Uh, you know, luckily we had a redirect throw to get the extra out, and we talk about redirecting um, throws all the time with our outfielders, and um, you know that's how you get your assist is, is the redirects. And um, you know, Yuli was in the right spot. And we talk about how smart of a baseball player he is, and um, you know, just little things like that show up, and that's how you win games. The importance of those insurance runs, so you didn't necessarily have to use the main guys out of the pen in game one to have options for game two. Yeah, I mean, DLC with a huge home run. Um, you know, that's. That's an easy one to talk about, but you know, Avi Garcia hit the ball as good as anybody today. I, you know, it was one hit with one RBI, but he squared up four balls against a really tough pitcher. And uh, you know, we get him going. You know, that obviously is huge for our lineup. Segura, nice swings. Um, I just thought, you know, Yuli, huge. You know, two out RBI. Um, I think it was a two out RBI, but I, yeah, I mean, just up and down the lineup was, you know, really impressive with the walks we took uh, again against a guy that. Um, you know, as a Cy Young a contender every year, um, it was just a really impressive uh, day for our offense. And thoughts on Ogre first time out? Love having him back. You know, it gets lefties in, righties out at 95 with a good slider, and um, he's been in big spots before. Just another guy to add to a, a really good bullpen. I mean, you hand it off to a bullpen, you don't expect five scoreless innings every single time or fourth scoreless, whatever it was, and um, they just continue to impress. And, um, you know, I'm just, I couldn't be more excited where they're at. Okay, good. Eight or nine batters Last today. Um, yeah, sorry, eight or nine batters today um, to reach base. What's it like having that kind of depth this be- this season, especially on a doubleheader day? Well, we need it every day, not just doubleheader day. So, um, yeah, I mean, you can have, when you guys, you have speed on the bases, you, know, you make things happen. And, um, you know, it wasn't, everything wasn't just called from the bench. They made things happen. And so it's a credit to those players and what they did and the homework they did on, you know, tips and tells on when to steal, when not to steal. And, um, you know, what to look at, the go zones. Brant and the hitting guys have done an amazing job preparing these guys. And hopefully we have the same, the same thing happen to us in the game too. All right, a little bit longer on the podcast, but when we win twice, 
Look, it can be as long as we want. Uh, the Marlins beat the Guardians 3-2 in the second game of their doubleheader. And for the recap, as always, here is your voice of the Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Back with you on a 45-degree night at Progressive Field. The wind is whipping in Cleveland, Ohio, and the Marlins are rolling. They sweep this doubleheader today from the Cleveland Guardians. They run their record to 12-9. The Marlins have won their last four series. They've won five of their last six. They've won eight of 10 and nine of 12. Oh, by the way, another one-run win for the Marlins. They are 6-0 in that department this season. They do not stop winning one-run games. They have no problem playing in one-run games. Just an outstanding, and I mean outstanding, day of baseball by this Marlins ball club here today. They play their 20th and 21st games of the season, and they're 12-9. Outstanding. Uh, Standout performances in game two today. Luis Arise was three for four with a double. Brian De La Cruz was three for five here in game two. De La Cruz had three doubles, and then he homered in double in game one. So he's got five extra base hits in the span of two games here today. He put together one heck of an offensive performance. And then Garrett Hampson was two for four at the plate. He had a terrific day at the plate as well on the mound in game two how about Braxton Garrett he was outstanding for five and two-thirds innings a lot of run on five hits and then Tanner Scott picks him up Scott a run on a hit and two-thirds innings of work and and Dylan Floro one hit one and two-thirds innings and it all gets put uh, to bed by A.J. Puck who collects his fourth save as a Miami Marlin A.J. Puck has an ERA of one. Dylan Floro does not have an ERA. He's been that darn good, and he tossed an inning in two-thirds in this ball game here tonight. So the final tallies for you. For the Marlins, three runs, 11 hits, and no errors. And for the Guardians, two runs, seven hits, and no errors. Marlins were two for 13 with runners in scoring position. They left 12 on base. Guardians were 2-for-8 with runners in scoring position. They left 8 on base. We started this ballgame at 8-13. It ends at 10-49. Total game time, 2 hours and 36 minutes in front of a paid crowd today. Today's doubleheader, 14,478. With a win, the Marlins improved to 12-9. And and with another setback for the Guardians, they are now 10-11 this season. Let's take a listen to the highlights from the back end of today's doubleheader. The Guardian struck first in the first inning thanks to Oscar Gonzalez. Here's the pitch. He swings and lines it into left field. That's a base hit on this De La Cruz. Rounding third is straw. Here comes a throw in towards the plate. Birdie cuts it off, and it's 1-0 Guardians here in the first. Wasn't uh, a whole lot more to uh, the offensive side of things for the Guardians here today. We would move along into the fourth. Garrett Hampson leveled this ball game at one. Here's Hampson. He lines the ball left center field towards the gap. This is going to get down for a base hit and roll off the wall. It's bobbled by Straw. Fortes is going to score, and this ball game is tied. Garrett Hampson in the top of the fourth with two outs. 
has himself an RBI double. It's one to one. So it was one to one after three and a half. Guardians didn't get nothing in the fourth. Marlins and the Guardians both got nothing in the fifth. We would move along to the sixth inning. And the Marlins would grab their first lead of the ball game. Doubling the lead off the sixth inning was John Birdie. Nick Fortes followed with a single. The Marlins had runners at first and third with nobody out in the sixth inning for Garrett Hampson. He swings and lines it in the air. Left center field sinking fast. That's going to get down for a base hit. A sensational read by Fortes. He'll go first to third. Scoring from third is John Birdie. The Marlins have a 2-1 to lead. And a couple of batters later, they'd get a little more thanks to Garrett Cooper. Here's the pitch from Karinchek. He swings and lines it into center field. This is going to bring home a run. On the move is Straw. He makes the catch. Here comes a throw in towards the plate. A catch and a tag is not in time. He's safe. That's a line drive sack fly to center field by Garrett Cooper. Scoring from third is Hampson. It's 3-1 to one Miami here in the sixth. And that sacrifice fly to center field proved to be the difference maker in this ball game tonight. The Guardians, however, would get one back in the seventh, and they would do so thanks to Stephen Kwan. Here's the 2-2 pitch. It swung on, it's blooped in the air, shallow left center field. That's getting it down for a base hit. Garcia's on it. Here comes a throw in towards the plate. It's cut off by Birdie. Scoring from second is Freeman. It's 3-2 Miami. And there wasn't a single thing after that. After that, by the way, Dylan Floro came into the ball game. He got straw to bounce into a 6-4-3 inning-ending double play. Floro went back out for the eighth inning. Ramirez singled. Bell struck out looking. And then Floro got a line drive hit back to him off the bat of Oscar Gonzalez. And getting too far off the bag at first was Ramirez. And they doubled him off there. So Floro gets a couple of massive double plays in this ballgame. It sent us to the ninth. Emmanuel Classe, the all-star reliever, came on for the Guardians. He was perfect. So we went to the bottom of the ninth inning. A.J. Puck came on. He hit Andres Jimenez. Then he walked Arias. The Guardians had runners at first and second base with nobody out. The Guardians then asked Freeman to bunt the baseball, but he bunted it right back to Puck, who threw out the lead runner Jimenez at third. And then with one out, Ahmed Rosario came to the plate. He struck out swinging. And then after a wild series of events with Stephen Kwan batting, there was a play in which it looked like the Guardians were going to score all the way from second. Kwan swung and hit a little swinging bunt dribbler up the first baseline. Arias came all the way home from second. He was originally ruled out at the plate. Dan Merzel may have made the bad call there. If that went to review, he probably would have been safe. But when it was all said and done, it didn't matter because on the play, the Marlins dugout realized that Quan actually, when he swung and hit the ball once, the ball came back around and hit the bat a second time. So it was a dead Puck. ball and a foul ball. And then Quan came back to the box. The count was one and two, first and second. Two outs in the bottom of the ninth. Puck comes set. Here's the pitch. Swinging the ball. Hit in the air. Should do it. Left side. Birdie. Ball game. Over. Marlins win it 3-2. to two. They sweep this doubleheader from the Cleveland Guardians. Unbelievable day of baseball for Miami. Yes, it was. The Marlins keep on rolling. They don't stop winning. They've won another series. Their fourth consecutive series victory. 
They have now won five of their last six. They have played outstanding baseball to start this season. Marlins are 12-9 and nine through their first 21 games. For the Marlins pitching staff tonight, they struck out six. That means 150 bucks will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you very much. Let's head down to listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the 3-2 win and the sweep on the doubleheader on Saturday. Skip, before we get to the win, can you talk us through the ejection? I think it started with, with Jazz there. Yeah, I, I mean, umpires are going to make questionable calls. That's just part of the game. They're they're human. And, you know, once I think Jazz, I don't know if he said, I don't think he said anything to get tossed. It's once you show the iPad on a questionable call, that's um, it's going to get you tossed. And, you know, the reality is um, young umpire and, you know, he's not going to be perfect. We know that. Um but that's that's the that's you know the reason he's got to stay in the game. Told him he's got to stay in the game. I'll get tossed a hundred more times before he he's going to impact the game. I'm not, um, and we discussed that and um, and I, it's a it's a learning process for him and he'll get it he'll get it. Well, despite the issues with the strike zone there, the team came back and had a, a great win here tonight. Uh, played a lot of small ball. How big of an emphasis has that been and, and to really? All along. Yeah, day one of spring training, we said we're going to do whatever we can to win the game today, and whatever it takes, whether it's a, a bunt, a hit and run, a stolen base, um, let the game tell you what we need to do to win today. Um, you know, we don't have guys that are going to, you know, hit 30 home runs up and down the lineup. We have a couple that might, but, you know, we have guys that know how to play the game and can bunt, hit and run, and steal base, and, um, you know, that's what we needed to do the last couple of games, and um, it helped us uh, again the second game. And Braxton, great job getting out there. I think through the almost through six tonight. What have you seen? Yeah, with low pitch count and you know a lot of quick innings um, through all his pitches for strikes. Thought his curveball was really good. Um, fastball, both sides of the plate, uh, just kept him off balance and a lot of a lot of weak contact. So um, our defense played really well behind him. Um, and you know Hampson at shortstop made a couple incredible plays. So, you know, you know you're going to get balls hit at you. It makes it fun when you play behind Brax because it's quick. He throws strikes. And, you know, when he does that, we'll, we're, we're looking pretty good. With Hampson, two hits, two run-producing hits plus scoring a run. And it seemed like almost every ground ball went his way. Just, again, we've talked about him coming off bench and providing that when he comes out there. But for him doing it again. Strong bench equals a strong team. And, you know, we talked about that in spring training and the value of having him um, added to the 40-man roster. Um, you know, if we didn't sign Yuli late, he makes the team. It's just one of those rostered things. But, you know, how valuable is it to have him when someone goes down that can play any position? He's hitting righties and lefties right now, can play shortstop and center field, second base, third base, um, making tough plays. I mean, not everybody makes those plays. And just really impressive at bats, stolen bases. Um, so overall, just a, a really, really good game. De La Cruz, nine-game hit streak. I think every hit he had was extra base. Today. Just, what have you seen from him this last week and a half as he, again, continues to start catching fire? Um, I think he's learning the, the game plans. Um, he's growing as a hitter. He can always hit. 
but the game plans I think is really was taken him to the next level and credit to Mabry and, and Brandt and Jason Hard and those guys that are helping him with the game planning also you know some veteran guys are showing him how to game plan it's, it's a big deal and so when you, know, you can game plan a starter in these meetings but there's a lot of bullpen matchups that you have to also hit against in a really tough bullpen over in, in Cleveland so just credit to him to take his game planning up to the plate and, and sticking to it. What was it like watching those final innings unfold and seeing bullpen get a few double plays there and then that almost game time play at the end just seeing it from in here yeah the yeah it's, it's better out there i I'm, i feel like i'm a lot less nervous in the dugout than i am watching it on tv so um yeah bullpen did another great job um you know stott and pipe and those guys you know navigating through that ga- game did a great job um so yeah a lot more fun in the dugout watching it but a win's a win i'll take it What's it like having Luis arise? He went three for four in this game, and he's batting nearly four fifty now, and it's almost the end of April. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it, I, you know, I took some heat. I think the other day when I said that it's like the modern day Tony Gwynn, but um, but I, well, my point is, is the bat to ball skill is elite. Mm-hmm. It's not a ton of power, but he'll he'll hit a lot of doubles, um, and he'll clip you, you know, every now and then, and. It's just every hole. I mean, he, it almost looks like he looks at the the infield and outfield, and it's like, all right, I'll hit this hole this time, and I'll hit this hole this time, and um, it's it's just impressive to watch his preparation and the way he goes about it. Lefty, righty, doesn't matter. You just love when he's up to bat, and you know he's, you, what you're going to get out of him. What's it like having so much length in your lineup right now? I mean, seven, eight, nine. I think did a lot of heavy lifting today, and De La Cruz and Arise both did their job as well. What's it like right now having that much production one through nine? Yeah, it's huge. It's not just Louie and, and Solaire and, you know, waiting for that big home run. When you have length, um, it's tough for the, the opposing team to get through that lineup. And we did it a lot of different ways the last couple of games. And that's how we need to – that's what we need to do to win games, you know, and put the ball in play, get the bunts down when needed, stolen bases, bat the ball. Um, you know, we had a couple times where, you know, the – infield was back and we didn't get those runs in you know with one out uh, with the middle back and you know it could have been a different ball game uh, you know insurance runs late in the game those add up um, that you know you kind of wish you had back but that's part of the game they made good pitches and um, got out of it but you know I felt like we had a lot of traffic on base today and we keep doing that and um, you know a lot of good things will happen. Okay, that was Skip Schumacher. Let's listen to Nick Fortes who I got a chance to catch up with yesterday after the 3-2 win over the Guardians. All right, Kyle, thank you very much. We're here with Nick Fortes, one for three, the big bunt in this game. Let's just first start there. Walk me through the bunt, and, and was, was it planned? Just walk us through that. Um, uh, haven't been swinging the bat all that great as of lately, uh, and uh, he was Josh was holding him on at first base, so I had a little bit of room, so I figured I'd just push one over there and uh, get the runner over and sneak a hit. Talk to me a little bit about Brax today. You guys seemed like you guys were on. What did you like from him today? He just competes. It's like he throws, you know, four or five pitches in the zone for a strike, and, you know, he's just a competitor. He never gives up. So, I mean, that's probably just his number one quality. Early on, it's hard to build an identity this early, but it feels like you guys have done that. Do you, do you agree with that? Or what's the identity of this team right now? Yeah, I mean, every game it feels like we're in it, whether we're down a couple runs or up a couple runs. You know, we, we just have a lot of fight, and uh, it just seems like everyone's kind of rallying around each other. So 6-0 and in one-run games. What's the secret? Uh, like I said, just play with confidence and trust in your teammates. Thank you, Nick, very much. Yep, of course. All right, that was Nick Fortes. We are right back at it. 140, Jesus Lazardo toes the rubber for Miami. I've got Marlins on deck at 110. Let's flip the M together, Miami. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.